0: With Tia we're gonna continue with our lessons and and having that meeting, that real meeting with the King of Kings and how to prepare for that. How to prepare for that and how to build up foundation so that it's a connection that can never be severed and so it's it comes in phases we have to understand it's like building a building what needs to be built first is a strong foundation and then we 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 start to go and we have to you know then build up walls and then we go with the flooring and then we go with the electrical and then we go with all these other things so it it all has its phases and so we're starting here to build a a, a good foundation and um and here in this discussions we're 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 trying to clarify so, so that everyone can know is what is our purpose of life we have to understand why we're here like why are we here what's the purpose and, th- and then from there we start to open up more windows so we can start to look out you know, and see more greenery. But right now we still need to understand why are we here? What's our purpose in life? And, and that's like a million dollar question everyone's asking, you know, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? It could be a million things. We all came here to fix a couple of things, you know, one thing or two or whatever. But the primary objective here is as we just learned a couple of lessons ago we've been learning is it's a is cleave to your creator to cleave to your creator you know and if we cleave to our creator and we're attached to him then everything else just becomes one we're doing everything by just cleaving to the creator so let's continue with these lessons um so let's take another example of we've talked about familial you know uh spatial and uh familial uh closeness so let's take another example of what that is in familial closeness so Many of us, many people arrived in the Israel Israel um, after the Holocaust with almost no relatives, nobody. And the loneliness of being without family distressed people a lot, terribly. And some people invested great effort to locate some, some kind of relative, like anyone they could locate. So let's imagine that a person is living in a building with a neighbor above him, and there's no bond of friendship between that at all, nothing. To say the least so each of them has been searching for a relative for many many years and after 20 years they accidentally discovered that they are cousins they have no other relatives in the country or anywhere in the world so here we have a person who's living right next to his only relative and someone he knew well but since he didn't know of their true relationship uh, check out these words he didn't know of their true relationship he feels no emotional closeness to him whatsoever and so now we have two clear we just learned two clear illustrations of what's spatial and what's familial closeness so in which a person can be very close to something or someone yet they can feel so far because he's oblivious to the closeness so the same is true in various ways in which a person is close to hashem so we mentioned that a person is spatially close to hashem but since he can't see him nearby as it says no person can see me and live he doesn't sense this closeness he knows that hashem is his father but he doesn't feel it properly in his heart he knows that hashem is his friend but he doesn't feel that in his heart so if a person would be informed that his father who who he had long assumed to be dead let's say is still alive and that he can see him his whole heart will be filled with joy, with simchas, because he can now see him and have a relationship with him. His original assumption that he would never ever again be able to feel his father love turned out to be a complete mistake. So anyone, anyone who has not toiled extensively to know Hashem, his true father, does not truly know his father. Let me say this again so we really understand this well. Anyone, anyone, Who has not toiled extensively to know hashem which is your true father has not truly known his father doesn't know him so a person can think that and know that he exists but he doesn't know to recognize him and this is very similar to somebody who knows that he has a father right who lives overseas but he's never seen him and so a person too who has not toiled anyone who's not toiled much to recognize his creator Not through mere intellectual analysis. But through the heart. Through the heart. Might know that he has a father. But he hardly recognizes him. And one who has truly toiled. And has merited to recognize his creator. His father in Shemayim. Concedes that previously. Not only didn't he realize that Hashem was next to him. But he didn't even understand the meaning of a father in heaven. So he had no means which to understand what Hashem is. And what the words "you are children to Hashem, your God" express, and what is implied by the term "child of Hashem"? So it's not a matter of intellectual knowledge; it's a it's it's a perception of the soul. So even when even, even the example, for example, of, of the father and son relationship, can't even accurately portray the depth of what it means to be a, a child of Hashem. It's beyond human thought and rational definition because it's the soul's recognition of its father. And you have to understand that if a person takes literally the Torah saying you are children to Hashem, your God, thinking just as I have a physical father, I have a spiritual father and let's say Hashem should give everyone the privilege to at least recognize that. He's only attempting to grasp an abstract point, but not the true depth of the matter so the death of this concept can only be grasped when a person experiences in his soul in our neshama not through attempts at abstract definitions and so let's consider like a meeting between a father and a son described in the torah like namely the meeting of yaakov and yosef so when they met it says and yosef harnessed his chariot and went to meet his father israel and goshen and he appeared to him and fell on his neck and he cried profusely on his neck. So let's think how long did Yosef maintain this posture of falling on his neck? Right? So Hazal says that Yaakov did not fall on Yosef's neck or kiss him because he was reciting the Shema. For how long was Yaakov reciting the Shema? A half an hour or an hour, maybe longer. But after that reunion, even though they had not seen each other for a long time, the kind of bond described as, and he fell on his neck, was not maintained. They didn't spend the next 17 years with this level of bonding. Yaakov remained very attached to Yosef and Yosef to Yaakov, but the strongest expression of their attachment was short-lived. So if if one wants to get a sense of the nature of a son's attachment to his father in heaven, he should learn from this example however in, in this case the son can be in a state of and he fell on his neck like at all times so in other words he can achieve a state in which he's always attached and bound with Hashem. and there may be of course like setbacks but this could be like general attitude the general attitude in life but one can't constantly embrace his physical father fall on his neck but one can be bound with Hashem, as father in heaven literally all the time all the time at every time so when a person attains a level of I will dwell in their midst that's to say that he actually experiences that Hashem openly dwells in his heart he's then bound with Hashem at all times to a degree analogous to the meeting of Yosef and Yaakov and even more and that's the souls in our bound with Hashem guys this is a condition of a Jew who's in touch with his true inner self and we're 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 opening that up Right, we're understanding what that means. So let's imagine now that while Yosef was being reunited with his father, his cell phone would ring. Right, he'd answer it, or would he answer it, or or would he would nothing have interest in him at that time? If Yosef was in a foreign land, right? Let's say he was. He was in a foreign land. He was all alone for many years, and finally the moment comes when he escapes his loneliness and he meets his father. At that moment, he would have time to get involved in other things. Do you think so likewise a true Jew a true Yid, lives in a state of being attached literally at all times to the Creator so inevitably he lives in a material world but he must deal with it at least somewhat but his soul his soul is always tied always tied to the Creator whether he's involved in spiritual or material pursuits His soul will never be detached from from Hashem, from the Creator. Even when answering the cell phone, he's attached to the Creator. He's never distracted or inwardly disconnected from Him. And this is the way a Jew has to live. It's the only one true bond a person has in this world. Guys, one day, one day, he will leave his family and remain all alone. And the only unseverable bond that one can sustain both in this world and in the next is the connection that he has with Galos Baruch. Ooh, with connection that he has with his creator, with Hashem. In Gan Eden, in Olamaba there's no guarantee that this person is going to sit near his father, son or uncle. But he's going to be close to Hashem. And this is a bond that one has to develop in this world and the next world. This bond with Hashem is eternal. And it's not breakable. It's unbreakable. One, If one desires a true friend, you should take on Hashem as your friend. And he'll, you'll, he'll be your friend everywhere. In this world and in Ulamabad. And in Dan Eden, and in everywhere, never abandoning you, ever, 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 for not even a moment, a second, ever. So as long as a person is not truly attached to their Creator, to Kadosh Baruch Hu, in a similar way to the familial bond that we described before, right? He can't, A person can't properly sense the spatial closest either. Hashem is indeed spatially close to a person but only to the extent listen to this carefully only to the extent that one is tied to hashem from the depth of his heart can one really inwardly feel that hashem is right next to him at all times each and every location wherever he is no matter where the greater the soul's closeness with hashem the more the person is tied to him with the deepest fibers of his heart the more he'll sense that hashem is next to him and the opposite the opposite is also true as well as with Shalom so in our discussion so far that we've been learning in these lessons it's become clear that the purpose of life is to be close to Hashem is the us to Hashem is closest to your Creator right so we also talked about somewhat the attitude toward life of a person attached to Hashem and that attachment is not some minor detail of our life. It's our entire life is a process of bonding with Hashem. So a person has to now decide, does he want to live that way? Do you want to live that way? Ask yourself, how do you want to live? Maybe it's easier to live in an, in an illusion where, where you think that you have a, speech, a peaceful life without the trouble of the Vegas, you know, to our Creator, so to speak, for example. And each person has to decide for himself. Does he really want to be attached to Hashem all his life? If he has verified to himself that he does want this, he is fortunate, fortunate that he's understood what we've been saying so far. And if he sees that he still doesn't want it, he has to pray. He really has to pray to to Hashem to help him, you know, to help him want true life so he can escape the unbridled life that masquerades as life and chooses to live true life of which it says, and you who cleave to Hashem, your God, are all alive today. But we're not to get discussing, by the way, the method and how to become close in attached to Hashem. Because only the will. We're only talking about the desire. We're only talking about desire right now of doing it. We're not talking about how and the method. Just understand this well. We're building the foundation. So let's try to inspire. Let's try to get inspired to truly seek the Vakus and view life really view life as greatest or greatest aspiration because each of us knows that the day is going to come where we're going to take leave of this world. We all have an expiration date. Guys, we're not here forever. And it says, every man dies eventually. So everyone wants to be spared from Gehenna. And we all want to marry Gan Eden, right? So what does one do in God Eden? The Ramchal writes in the beginning of Mesilla that man is created solely. Solely to find the light in Hashem and enjoy the radiance of his Shekhinah. L- let me repeat this again so you understand. In Mesidah okay, the Ramah brings down that man is created solely. Solely means only to find the light in Hashem and enjoy the radiance of his Shekhinah. And this is the primary the primary enjoyment in Gan eden in, in so if consequently if, if a person doesn't become truly attached to hashem there's not going to be much for him to do in gan Eden gan Eden in reality is a state of the bakers to hashem so if a person has best shalom doesn't want to cling to hashem then what do you think he's going to do in gan Eden what do you think we're gonna do in god eden if a person claims that while alive he wants to simply enjoy from this world which is a world of illusion it's not even a, a real world but when he leaves the world he will he, he, he's going to want to plead to hashem he has to realize that this is ridiculous it's absurd it's 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 mamish like insane the Sepharim hakedoshim have written that the way a person thinks and feel in this world is the way he will be in the next world So if in this world, a person's mind and heart are not attached to Hashem, but to other matters, to worldly matters or materialisms and other isms of this world, they're going to be also like that in the world to come. So even if his mind is going to want to cling to the creator there, he's not going to be able to, guys. A person's not going to be able to. And against his will, he's going to continue to desire what he was attracted to in this world. You know how painful that is? that's ridiculous it's, it's uh, attached to what in this world nothing in this world is real it's all illusion so in other words a person can't create a dichotomy to be detached from Hashem in this world and and then cleave to him in the next world because he will cleave to Hashem he, he either he has to either he will cleave to Hashem both in this world and the next or not and either one has Shalom so of course a person who has not used his life properly can't be rectified eventually he can be he can be rectified eventually but there's not this we're not going to talk about that here that's not the discussion the purpose of this discussion here okay so one must understand that if he is not attached to the creator in this world he will not be so in god eden and in the world to come and his existence there will be a bereft will be bereft of death and meaning. And so a person really has to deeply consider the fact that he's losing eternity by not achieving the Vegas to Hashem in this world. Guys, the world to come is called the world which is completely good. So what's the goodness there? What's the goodness there? The Ramhal wrote, as for me, closeness to Hashem is my good. So anything else deemed good by people is vanity and deceptive emptiness. And so you see here that there's no goodness other than closeness to Hashem. So if a person is not attached to Hashem, he has no connection to the world that's completely good, right? Of necessity to merit this good in Gan Eden and in Ulamaba, a person must live with the bakers to Hashem and appreciation that closeness to Hashem is my good, even in this world. And in this world, a person running a business, for example, takes an inventory. You do an inventory once a year. If you're running a business, you're going to take your inventory once a year. You're going to check things out, make sure things are in order. So a person closes the store, let's say, for a day to taste stock of what was sold and what wasn't and to access his progress. And a person has to do the same thing with his life. It's like we can do that for a business. We can do that for financial gains or means, right? But we have to do that with the most important thing that we have in this world, which is with our own life. We have to take an accounting. It's not a mere brief self-accounting for 15 minutes half an hour even an hour we have to stop the whole course of life and ask yourself do i want to be attached to the creator or not and you have to stop what you're doing stop sit back and ponder on this question right now seriously let's stop for a minute and we're going to think about this do i want to be attached to the creator or not And it's not something you're going to be able to really sort through in you know in this lesson right here but i want you to stop in whatever moment you can during the day and really dig deep and ask yourself that question because if you do if you do then you have to ask yourself am i treading on the path that brings me closer to feeling this this closeness this palpable closeness that i seek am i on that path you know or perhaps maybe your path of learn of of learning torah With the mind only and performing mitzvot with minimal inspiration it's not going to bring you true closeness to hashem that's not going to be so a person has to take as much time take as much time as you need to reach this recognition but you have to emerge with an awareness and a clear will to live your life slowly solely solely for the sake of closeness and debakers to hashem And then your task will be to identify a definite path that will bring you there. But first, again, first, it has to be clear. It has to be crystal clear, guys, that this is the entire true purpose of life. And we wrote it on a piece of paper. And I hope you guys keep seeing it over and over again. And I hope you're pulling it out because you have to really get this. It is not a joke. This is it. This is the purpose. I'm telling you this is it. As simple as it sounds. And we're not going to know that unfortunately in that reality until we're not long we're no longer in this world but we're doing this now because hashem and all his kindness and greatness he's giving you the ability to connect with this wisdom right now which is why you're listening to this shior because all this is also from hashem created by hashem given it to you directly to you by Kadosh Hu himself because hashem wants nothing more in this world than for you to have the bakas in him because that's the purpose he created you for And so we have to really be understanding and really know it, know it in our heart that our purpose in this life, take out that piece of paper and look at it again, is closeness and the vagus to Hashem. And once it's become absolutely clear that the sole purpose of life is only true closeness to Hashem, and a person feels a real will, like real desire to live that kind of life, then the time it's appropriate then to try to understand and reflect upon the path that brings you to the destination that you seek and perhaps perhaps that that, that since let's say a person is immersed in torah and meets vote the day is certainly going to come when the person will suddenly feel that closeness to hashem in his heart but however this is an error this is an error that many have fallen into they think people think that closeness to hashem comes automatically to anyone who learns torah and keeps meets vote but that's not the case at all not the case at all we don't know how many people that i know that are learning torah all day long and they don't feel the closest to their god they don't even know how to talk to god in their own words from their heart it's sad but it's true and like that and these are people that are learning these are a wreck you know and and you know that are you know yeshiva boys but learning torah all day long and they can't seem to do that imagine an ordinary person like you and i so Hazal said that even the emptiest of them, the Jewish people are filled with mitzvot, like a pomegranate. And so the obvious question is then why are they called empty if their mitzvot are as numerous as the seeds of pomegranate? So the Gayon ha- Harav David Porovsky gives a wonderful answer. He said that one might have many mitzvot to his credit, Torah, Chesed, many, many more, however, He will still be defined as empty listen to this guys because we we really have to understand this why why will, will we still be defined as empty because a pomegranate has many seeds but each one is distinct from the others it's not like an apple or a pear that's one unit rather each seed stands alone and similarly a person can learn torah and can perform many mitzvot all day long but he will still be considered empty because his deeds are separate from each other. And there's nothing that unifies them. There's nothing that brings them all together. So Torah and Mitzvot must be performed organically. It's parts of one unit not as disconnected acts has fish they have to all participate in the building of one's inner spiritual edifice and that's what we're trying to do here if a person hasn't achieved the inner element that unites all of his Torah and mitzvot a person might learn Torah his entire life fulfill billions of mitzvot but still meet among the people that are called the empty ones among them and so what's this inner element what is that and i know you guys know that word because we've been talking about it constantly since the beginning of these lessons the vagus to hashem the Vegas to hashem because the torah has to be studied in harmony bearing in mind the principle that hashem the torah and israel are one we're all one through the torah one must cleave to his creator the term mitzvot is based on the word sata we're referring to a bond with Hashem. As we mentioned before, so both Torah and the mitzvot have only one inner goal, which is closeness and the to Hashem, you got to keep that paper guys you know if you could make a business card out of it or engrave it engrave it somewhere and put it in your office put it in your your door put it on your refrigerator put it wherever you can see it all the time put it so that other people can see it, so they can start to get it right closeness and the vacas to Hashem that's the goal if one is working to reach this goal all the Torah he studies and all the mitzvot that he performs is going to be connected it's going to be all interconnected for the you're going to bring you're going to bring be able to, to 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 bring everything to the common goal but if if the torah and the mitzvot are not performed in a way that brings a person to this closeness listen carefully and there's nothing to unite them do we understand they're going to remain disconnected from each other and so when one's heart when our heart is empty of the creator there's no realization of the I will dwell in their midst, which is in his heart. This unifying element, it's not there, it's lacking. So there may be Torah, we may have Torah, we may have Mitzvot, but there's no unified heart devoted to, to our father in Shammayim. There's no inner element attaching us to our creator, to Hashem. So every person has to take a stock of his spiritual situation and we have to ask ourselves, does my life, does my way of life, listen to me, ask yourself this question, write this down you should be taking notes of all of everything we're talking about because this is like homework for you you have to remember these things and these questions are important for you to ponder on because it's it's not a joke you're not here just to listen and and do and listen to this as a background noise while you're doing work and while you're doing other things this has to be the most important thing that you concentrate on because this is the most important thing and it's the only reason why you're in this world guys so if you're not paying attention to these words and you're, you're putting this as background music, then what are you doing to yourself? That's the Yetzirah getting you to not pay attention. You should be taking out a pad of paper and a pen and all these questions that we just went through, you should be writing them down and asking them to yourself. Because if you really want to find the creator, you need to really understand what that means. And if you don't have the time that the creator gave you, which is his time to get to know him, then what are you doing? what are you doing so every person write this down has to ask himself does my way of life my torah prayer and mitzvot bring me to palpable true the to hashem or hasve shalom are my deeds like those of the emptiest of them lacking the inner element that unifies all the torah and mitzvot that i perform Ask yourself that question. And so the point here needs to be considered very carefully. Guys, write that down and ponder that. Ponder. Many, many people think that their way is true. Everybody has that false sense that their way is true. And over a period of many years, they're, they're going to get the closest to Hashem. Some are going to merit it. And that's not so, guys. Instead, this reasoning is an excuse to avoid adopting a more difficult and a more truthful path it's easy to believe that your path is correct and it's going to bring you to a palpable closeness to hashem but what will you do if at the end of life a person discovers that the path was not correct it was incorrect and didn't grant you the ability to experience that the vagus to hashem or process to hashem what would you do okay but it's going to be too late so you're not going to be able to run and turn the wheel back and try to live your life differently. It's not going to happen because now we're holding in the world of Emmet So it's certainly difficult, very difficult to prove it to a person that his way is not necessarily lead to palpable closest to Hashem. And of course there's many valid paths to achieve that goal and we're only discussing those who mistakenly believe that there's no need for any method. These people that think that what they're doing is the right thing and there is no method to this. You know, I'm talk- we're talking about those people. So a person has to therefore, we have to examine ourselves well, well, and be very skeptical whether your way is genuine or not. And a person should not rely on the fact that many others have done the same and succeeded. Because you have to examine each approach closely with the aid of a person who has great understanding. And don't rely on hearsay from here and there. And every person has to examine his way very carefully. And we have to beseech Hashem at length that He help, that he help you and direct you to the true path that's going to bring you closer to Hashem. So if a person has a true approach. He has to pray. He has to pray to have the privilege to understand it properly. And often the approach is true. It could be. But it's not understood properly. Okay. So ultimately each person has to choose a definite path that's going to bring him to a condition of the to Hashem. And ask Hashem. Ask Hashem constantly. All the time all the time we have to beg we have to really like in our prayers and our davening when you're talking to us whatever you have to ask hashem constantly to help you find the correct path that's suited for your needs because everyone is different so for that we're going to end here and i hope that you guys are pondering everything that we just talked about this is really important very important for us to learn this. Again, these these lessons are not background music. If you're gonna take these lessons and you really have a true desire to really build, you know, a, a place, a sanctuary in your heart for Hashem to dwell and for you to have that bond and be in the Vegas and totally attached to your creator, you must make this, these lessons, your primary focus. And you gotta have a pen and a paper and you gotta start write, to write down the notes. Like seriously, because there's a lot of questions here that you have to keep asking yourself. That question until you get the answer and it's not going to come to you overnight and it's not going to come to you in a second and it may take a lot of time for you to get it but the fact is that you'll get it That's what you're looking for. It's not a matter of, it's not a race. It's not a microwave situation because we're in such a microwave society that everything needs to be chick-chacked. Sorry, this is not, doesn't work like that here, okay? Because even the time and everything here in this world is an illusion, okay? So we have to understand that and then the only goal that you have in this world is be attached to your creator. And how you are gonna do that? We're learning that, which means you need to take the time that Hashem gave you, yeah, because it's all His, and you have to take that gift that he's giving you, which you're listening to how to do this. And he's giving you a, a method where all you have to sit here and you have to understand and you have to really devote yourself to learning, to having a desire to really know what it means, to understand the method, to understand the process, to know where you're holding and so, 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 so that your life can be a life in this world and and not something that's empty okay and so that you can learn what it really means to cleave to your creator and we're building that foundation right now guys and we haven't even scratched the surface yet we're just starting we're just starting so we have to start to get into the habit of really paying close attention to this and the fact that you can take these lessons at wherever you are in your home at your office let's say during your break okay or underneath a tree for example I have some students beautiful amazing said Dr Sadek that she listens under a tree to this year whatever you're holding I don't care in your car but you're paying close attention and you're dedicating your, 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 the time that Hashem gave you so that you can learn how to get close to Him and really give it 100%. Because if not, then what are you doing? You're being, you're, you're, you're leading an emptiness. You're leading empty life. You're, you're choosing that. That's what you're choosing, Hashalom, to be empty in this world. And we're not going to figure that out until the next world's going to be too late. So take advantage that you're knowing what that is here now. And, and, and you're on that bandwagon of being... Close to your Creator and being in the Beis to Him again. Make signs. Put it out throughout your house. Put it wherever you can see it. I don't care. Just put it so you start to know it. Your purpose in this world is to seek the Beis and have the Beis with your Creator. Okay, period. And so we're going to learn how to do that. Bezat Hashem. Going forward, we'll have more of these lessons. We'll see and Hashem's help tomorrow. baruch Adonai leolam. Amen. Be- Amen.